A solidified MTA is, oh, these fools did the biggest roller in the world, like illegal, like tight. Does the whole crew, MTA as a whole, take a picture in front of the giant MTA? Is there a picture out there with all the members in front of it? Or was that lost in the... I don't think so. I don't know if all of us right there took pictures or not. That's a good question. I can't even remember for that far back, though. Eventually, word of this historic roller gets out. And the news is covering it. Newspapers are covering it. It's everywhere. But police also catch word of what happened. At some point, the police decide to raid all of the members of MTA. But you get a lucky tip. Can you talk about that? Yeah, so all this shit's passed. So fucking, uh, not, all the, not all MTA got raided. Just uh, 10 of us got raided. And it was just people that were already on file or on probation and shit like that. That's who they fuck with. Hmm. So not everybody got busted. But the ones that had been in trouble before or that were on probation, that's who they came and got. Um, same, same type of shit. So I don't know. It's like. One in the morning, we're chilling. I'm chilling. I'm about to go to bed. I live in down, like I said, I live in downtown. I'm about to go to bed. I get a text. Yo, you guys are going to get raided in the morning. Uh, what the fuck? I call the homie like, yo, what is this? He's like, I don't know. I just got this text from, from you know, a random fucking person. And I'm like, what the fuck? I said, give me his number. So I called him, the homie Job. Fucking brother, thank you. Anyways, he's like, yo, a fucking, um, some girl just text me this. Cause I called him, I'm like, yo, who's your source? Is she fucking legit? Is it a drug addict? What's going on? He's like, nah, she's fucking normal, works a nine to five, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. I send a group text out to everybody. Yo, possible raid, grab all your shit, get the fuck out. Well, nobody listened. Except me and a peer, we left. And I moved my apartment, I grabbed, I moved all my shit out. This is like three in the morning, I get done, whatever, we leave. And sure shit, they come in the morning. They raid everybody's houses at the same time, like a conjunction thing all together, whatever. And uh, as they're busting people that didn't listen, they're going through their phone. And then they see the text, possible raid in the morning. And that really pissed them off. Who do you know that's in the fucking, you know, that works? They just, they thought they had an inside fucking person leaking information. So they were pissed off and they were like, everybody was like, what are you talking about, bro? Like, we don't know what you're talking about, dude. So they got super pissed, but that's how we knew they were coming. That's how I got everything out of my house and yada, yada, yada. Was that. It was, and that happened because this girl was having, eating dinner at some restaurant. I don't know, it was at Denny's or some shit. Anyways, there was a booth right next to him. All the sheriffs are right there fucking talking about how they're going to raid us in the morning. And she just happened to go to high school with some riders. So that's when she texts the homie, like, hey, you know any of the MTAs? And he's like, yeah, I, got it. I know a couple of them. And then that's when he reached out to the homies, and then that's how we knew. So when all that came out and all the shit went down, she ended up getting subpoenaed through phone records to have to come and testify, bro. It was fucking wild, dog. So by her telling the homie that, it, she had to come to court and say, because none of us knew how the fuck we knew. We just knew some girl knew. And at first, she said she was fucking a sheriff. So we're like, oh, she's hooking up with the sheriff, the sheriff told. But that wasn't the case. She actually just overheard him talking like a bunch of idiots at the restaurant instead of you know, keeping it tight-lipped or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So that's how we got the, the heads up on it. What were they charging you? What were the charges that you were facing for the roller? 
it wasn't just for the roller. It was for every. It was for all the graffiti from all past graffiti that they had shit of all the shit all the way up to SF. Everything plus the roller, and then just as a crew, you guys are a gang. You this and that, and that's how they came at us. And everybody that got raided just said, "We don't know what you're talking about." Kept right. your mouth closed. No one said shit, and they just we had they had let everybody go. They kept everybody for like I don't know three days, and then no one said shit. No one broke. No one did nothing, and they let us all go. And then maybe like maybe six months, almost a year later. Oh seven? No, it must have been oh seven. We did it. Oh eight, they came. Yeah, so maybe like a year and a half later or something um, is when they came uh, at a civil suit and and then tried to sue us. They were suing you for $4 million, actually. Correct. And they placed the first gang injunction on a graffiti crew, correct? Yeah. I, I don't know if it was the first, but definitely, like, as far as, like, yeah, they tried to push that narrative for sure. What was the most difficult part of that injunction for you? Nothing, because I was already facing a prison sentence of a long time. I was going through uh, some other shit that had nothing to do with graffiti. So I was already... I was already in jail at Wayside Supermax. I was already fighting a case. I was looking at 14 years. So that was my focus. I could give a fuck about their little injunction and this and that. I was like, bro, when it rains, it pours. You know what I'm saying? So I'm fighting this case for my freedom. This is just a civil suit. So I'm not really tripping off it because I can't get in any trouble. They're just trying to get me for money or they're basically just trying to shut down MTA. And I was like, well, I'm all, in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm probably going to be gone for fucking seven years already or whatever it was going to be. So I was like, Okay, I didn't even really give a fuck, you know what I'm saying? I was just like, I don't know what you're talking about. You fools are tripping. So, After I, I did, the, the injunction, it was wild and it was crazy, yes, but I was going through my own shit on some other shit that just, it, it trumped that, so I wasn't even concerned about it. After the dust settles, what was the final outcome of that civil case? Um, I mean, whatever, we got, uh, they shut us down. They won, so on a civil suit, 99% of the cases end up in a settlement. No one really ever wins. or They do, but it's very, very rare. Usually you settle. So that's what we ended up doing. We settled. We had help from the ACLU in the very beginning. Um, I had a sick-ass um, civil lawyer who was hella cool. And fucking him and his wife uh, did it. And they, they did it all while I was in, in prison. Fucking, they fought the case for me. And then the end thing was is I just had to admit, you know, I'm suffer. They gave me a questionnaire like, you know, how long have you been writing? What does MTA stand for? All that stupid shit. Uh, if you get caught writing uh, seven years within your last uh, graffiti conviction, you will be responsible for the four point whatever million it was um, and all that type of shit. And I was like, it didn't matter to me. I was, I was like, I'm going to be busted. I'll be in prison. I'll be off parole. I'll, like, I'll be done with this because my last conviction or uh, graffiti conviction was 07. So I was like, oh, 07, 2014, okay, I'll be cool. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't really stress off it. 